0: To the J Care Podcast. My name is Jay Schruggling, and I'm the host. Today's episode number three of this weekend. We had Corbin Dickerson, Louisville signee, on Thursday. Yesterday, we had Hogan Denny, IU commit, for the class of 2024. Today we've got another Canes player on the show. We got JT Steiner, number ten player in the 2024 class in Indiana, Virginia Tech commit. Uh, today we talk about uh, him playing for the Bulls and the Canes, the differences between those two programs. Uh, calling calling games behind the plate, he calls a lot of his own games, calls pitches. So we discussed that a little bit. Uh, I'll also talk about his visit to Virginia Tech and how he got connected with them. Um, so just dig into his career so far. Um, let's move on to the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the J.K.R. Podcast. Today we have the number 10 player in Indiana for the 2024 class. We got Virginia Tech Commit Cathedral catcher J.T. Steiner on the show. J.T., super pumped to get you on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Hey, of course, man. Uh, so one question I always like to ask everybody as soon as they get on the podcast is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is J.T. Steiner?
1: Um. I would describe myself as a fun-loving kid who uh, loves to play baseball and have a good time.
0: Okay, there we go. So let's let's obviously, like I said, you're committed to Virginia Tech. So let's dig into how that all happened. So let's dig into the recruiting process. Uh, so how did that recruiting process start for you? Like, when did you start getting noticed by some D one teams?
1: Um, I started getting noticed this fall uh we went to for my canes team we went to some colleges and played in front of their teams and that really got some interest sparked and there was one college in particular that uh actually told me that I wasn't good enough so that really lit a flame under my butt and I got to work and that's when all the gains really started so on twitter tyler hansen who is a volunteer assistant at Virginia Tech he followed me and I noticed that so during the winter I think like January or February somewhere within there we drove over to Virginia and to Blacksburg and did a camp there and it went really well and a few days after they ended up offering me and as soon as I heard the offer my family all looked at each other and I think we knew but we still had to take some time but I think we took two days to talk it over but I mean ultimately it was the right fit we feel
0: yeah so in those two days like what were some of the the discussions with your parents like what were you guys debating what were some of those things you guys were talking about the pros and cons of going to Virginia Tech
1: well one of my things that I wanted to go to for college is uh really going to a place where they compete in their conference. And they're in the ACC, obviously, but they had been unproven before. They had a really good year last year. They fell short uh, in conference play due to some injuries and some inconsistencies. But uh, we were just talking over, seeing how we felt about going to Virginia. I wanted to go south, and that's – east but uh there was just a lot of location like the way they handle things the coaches the facilities all that type of stuff and everything in Blacksburg is just gorgeous the town's awesome the people there are really friendly and it it just felt like all those things made it the right decision
0: yeah yeah so being from the Midwest playing in central Indiana, was there any conversations you had with other with teams within the state or teams within the Midwest?
1: Um not really, no. I to be honest, I've never really had a sports team growing up. Like I I was never an IU fan, a Purdue fan. I'd never I never had a college team that I ever rooted for and I never really saw interest within those schools I don't know they might they might have had interest in me but if if they did I wouldn't have known so
0: okay yeah so when you went to Virginia Tech for that camp and just to see the campus what were some things that stood out and just what was that overall camp atmosphere like
1: the camp was great there were probably 75 to 100 kids so it it showed really well and uh the I I love the coaching staff which a lot of the people tell you whenever you're trying to make that decision to not choose a coaching staff but I mean that's what even my dad said but ultimately that's that's a big part of it because if they're they can always leave but still like that's who you're going to be playing for for hopefully three years four years so you're uh that's a big part of it. I love the coaching staff. I love the facilities. It's gorgeous out there. It's a really pretty land. It's a pretty drive. It's about seven hours from Indiana, but it's all Hills and valleys and it's, it's very nice. So um, yeah, in the stadium, it's pretty sweet. There's uh, a lot to uh, unfold down the left field line. There's, a big old hitting facility, and they're putting a pitching lab behind the left field uh, fence. So it seems like they really want to win, and that's what I was all about whenever I was trying to make that decision.
0: So you you spent two days, you said, oh, you you mentioned earlier that you spent two days talking over with your family, Mm
1: -hmm. and then you
0: decided to go to Virginia Tech or to commit. Uh, so was there any thought in your mind that maybe, oh, let's wait it out a couple of months, a month or two, and let's see if other schools are interested? Or when you went to Virginia Tech, you pretty much knew that's where you wanted to be.
1: Um, There was, there were definitely extreme interest in there whenever I got my offer. I, uh, I always wanted to go like to a Clemson, uh, whatever, but I, I knew within myself what like my boundaries were and I feel like going to like that SEC like Clemson historically like filthy good teams were not that wasn't in my future so I knew that this Virginia Tech offered their ACC they compete well I love the coaching staff I knew that like that was a good fit or what it seems to be is a good fit for me and the competition that I'm ready and willing to play it at, yeah,
0: so with you being in class of two thousand and twenty four still two more years to go before you head to campus, like are you having any relationships with other people who are committed there already? um
1: not really to be honest i I follow a few dudes on Instagram and whatnot, but and not really,
0: okay. So let's let's move a little bit into just high school travel ball. Um, so let's talk about the Canes for a little bit. You mean, you've mentioned them a couple times already now. So when did you first get connected with those Midwest Canes?
1: Um, it was my 15-year-old year. So last year we came from the Indiana Bulls. We took the core group of like five guys, took it to our Canes team, and we played really well last year as a first-year team. We finished 21st in the nation. And uh, we made some additions and upgrades this year. So we're looking for a good finish this year as well. Yeah. So who? how long did you play for the Bulls for? Ever since I was eight. So just about six years.
0: Okay. So how many, how many of you guys did, uh, did you guys change from the Bulls to the Canes uh, last year? We took
1: um, five guys from our Bulls team. Okay. It's me, Jack Brown, Hogan Denny, Hunter Snow, and Noah Coy. Okay. I mean, hey, that's a, that's a pretty good group of guys right there. Yeah, um, absolutely. To, to build to build
0: a team around them, have those guys join a team. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. Absolutely. Um, so, with your first year being with the Canes, what's what are just some differences you've seen between the Bulls program and the Canes?
1: Well, the Canes are you have a lot of independence, and Jay Hunley, who's the director, is. A phenomenal guy. He uh, he lets our team do whatever we need to do. We barely—I mean, I don't think we've had one practice. Our coach, who's my dad, Rick Steiner, uh, he uh, he has a lot of independence with our team, and he says if we don't work uh, by ourselves, we're not going to play. So it's really nice to not really worry about practice or other things during the summer and just get your own work in.
0: Yeah. So now with the high school season almost coming to an end, obviously you guys are in regionals. Hopefully you guys keep going to that state championship game. But how does that transition process go from the high school season to summer ball? How does that usually work for you guys? Um,
1: Last year was my first year of doing it. So we – we ended up losing in regionals last year, second game. So I came back, it was on a Saturday and I came back that Sunday and started playing for the Canes again. I think we played two or three games that day. I, I think I only caught one, but uh, yeah, it's a quick transition, which I'm more than okay with because I love playing, but uh, I'm looking forward to just continuing playing this summer.
0: Yeah. So what's your schedule looking like for this summer with the Canes? Like, is there any big time tournaments you guys are looking forward to?
1: We, uh, we're going to grand park this, uh, this weekend and then we go to Lake point Point. and then hold on. Let me look it up. And then we go to grand park again, grand park, Hoover, Alabama, and then grand park one more time. And then East Cobb. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those, those
0: are some pretty good uh, tournaments right there.
1: Um, going to Hoover, going to
0: Atlanta. Those are some pretty good pretty good tournaments to be in. Yes, but sir. let's say hopefully you guys obviously win out these two games this Saturday uh, at the regional. But if so let's say if you don't, you think you'll be playing for the Canes on Sunday?
1: Uh most likely. Uh, okay. I probably won't be catching, but I'll hey. most definitely be playing.
0: Got to got to love that work ethic, man. Absolutely. So, let's let's dig into we've talked about the regional now. Let's let's dig into the high school season a little bit. So how'd the high school regular season go? How'd sectionals go? And what's just this outlook on the regional this Saturday?
1: Well, overall this season as a team, we've, we've struggled a little bit. We, uh, cathedrals face some adversity. We've, we've had some inconsistencies within our order, which I mean, Hey, that happens. So we, we grinded through, we tried to find ways and find the right people to fit within that, um, those spots and whenever we got to sectionals we, we started playing really well we beat a team lc who's probably the second or third best team in our sectional we beat them pretty handedly eight to nothing and we swung it really well pitched and defend really well as well so we uh and then we played pike on monday morning at 10 and came out a little rocky I think we came out a little complacent which I mean it happens so but we ended up run ruling them in five so that was a good win and then we got to chillax during the uh the break between the sectional championship and that game so we had some downtime and then we came back to Cathedral got on the bus and played a good Lawrence North team and Ben Gomez, who is our ace this year. He's he's been consistent all year and whenever he's on the bump, we have a good chance to win.
0: All right. So now so now that you, you guys won that sectional uh you won that sectional tournament, what what's the regional look outlook? I know you talked about you guys are playing Anderson, I believe. Yes. So sir. what's the outlook on them and then the two other teams that are playing in the regional? What
1: what what do you guys know on them? Anderson, uh I'm not too sure about really anybody in, in this regional, but Anderson in particularly, our uh, coach said that they, they have like a righty who's low to mid eighties with a good breaking ball. So, I mean, I think we definitely have a good shot to get out of that game. And then if we win that, we play the winner of new pound Brownsburg and those are two solid ball clubs. And like I said, I think Ben Gomez will be throwing that game, and we definitely have a very good shot.
0: Yeah. So we've talked about we've talked about just teams that you've played so far this year, so far in the the tournament. But with you playing at Cathedral, playing a lot of these Indianapolis-based teams, who are probably some of the toughest pitchers that you've probably faced this
1: year. Well, for one, I faced Andrew so That and was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> unreal. Uh, Gets his fastball up to like 96, 97, 98, somewhere within there, and wipe out slider. It's definitely tough. And it was a challenge, and I, I, uh, it was very fun. I enjoyed having that battle between me and him. Uh, and then who else? A lot of our good games this year have gotten rained out, which is, we are supposed to play Westfield. We've, would have faced a good arm there. Um, Jaden Anderson for LC, he was solid. He had a nasty slider that, that broke really, really quick and sharp. But other than that, I don't think really.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're facing Buchanan, who's, I mean, he's believed to be a top 10 pick this year, maybe, well, at least the first round. I mean, when you're facing a first rounder guy, I mean that's that you've got to be seeing some nasty stuff. Yeah, or, that I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's that's pretty tough to face. Um, but just going through this season, now that you've played two high school seasons, still kind of like an underclassman in terms of baseball wise. Uh, what would you say would be tougher, playing travel ball when you're playing up against like the elite prospects that are your age, or when you're playing high school teams and there's guys who are heading to college next year?
1: What what do you you say would be tougher, and what's that main difference? To be honest, I think uh, the tougher season is high school because you have to practice every day, which, I mean, I'm fine with, but a lot of people aren't and have issues with that. But – and the pitching. Like, a lot of the times we face uh, good teams who throw off and – they're not particularly very good. And I personally, I struggle with the slower pitching. So uh, I think high school ball overall is more challenging for me. I think travel ball is a great way to get in front of people and try and show off your skills and talent the best you can. And for me, that's whenever I uh, strive. So I mean, for me, I'd I'd say it's high school ball, which is okay. which is harder for me.
0: Yeah. So just taking a look at everybody that you've played with in the past, so it could be your high school teammates from this year, last year, your Canes teammates, or even some of the guys that you played with on the Bulls in the past, um, who do you think are some guys who've maybe flown underneath the radar that haven't caught the attention of scouts that you and some of your other teammates
1: have? For one, Noah Coy. Noah Coy, it baffles me how he's not got multiple Power 5 offers. He's lefty, swing, shortstop, and he's smooth as all get out in the infield. And uh, as well as Reed Howard, he's uh, from Ferdinand, Indiana. It's a little town in southern Indiana. And he's also extremely smooth in the infield and rakes. So yeah, those are two guys that it's pretty shocking that they don't have more offers.
0: Yeah. So when you're playing in your high school and travel ball season, obviously you're a primary catcher. But for those long travel ball tournaments, I'm sure you're not
1: catching every game, right? No. We have uh, Hogan Denny as well, which is a very nice catcher to have uh, catching as well. So, So when you're not catching, what are you generally doing? I either DH... Um, play first, or play a little third. Not as much okay. third as first, but
0: yeah. So, what is that plan? As you head to as you head to Virginia Tech, have they talked to you about it at all? Like, are they planning on having you as a primary catcher, or they want to have you at first for a little bit? What's What's their plan for
1: you? They have not talked to me about any of that uh, so far, but I'm planning on catching. My heart lays and within catching, and it's it's definitely my favorite position and the most fun to me. So if it were up to me, I'd definitely keep catching.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people say catching is probably the most difficult position in baseball. So what is it? What what about it brings some
1: challenges? What's what makes it your favorite position in, in the sport? Well, I love the vocalization and the leadership of the, of the uh, position. And I love how you're involved in every single play and you're the leader of the team and you see every single player on the field and whenever you say something, it goes. So you're basically, you hear it all the time. The catcher is the quarterback of the baseball team. So, and I love that aspect. All
0: right. Hey man. (coughs) So have you, with you being a catcher, have you,
1: have you called games before or generally is it the, the coaches that are calling the pitches? Yeah. For high school ball, I've, called every single game my two years and uh i also call the majority of my uh travel ball games
0: okay so i've I've always been curious about that just as a catcher calling calling pitches stuff like that do you with you being in high school like do you do scouting reports on the other teams at all to kind of focus on hey let's let's pitch this guy down and away let's pitch this guy um, some off speed stuff um how how do you go about calling each pitch and um just by previous knowledge that you already have?
1: yeah, um whenever they're on deck, I can usually tell what pitches they like and what pitches they would have trouble with, so with a lot of the time you can read swings on deck, and whenever you're calling pitches to this guy pitch calling pitches to the current hitter, you have to look on deck to see who's on there. And then that determines how you pitch to this guy. So there's, it's a very big circle of how you come to call pitches.
0: Yeah. So with you doing that, I mean, obviously that takes a lot of skill. I mean, obviously your baseball IQ has to be very high, but has there been some times where you're doing that and it hasn't worked out for you? Um,
1: There's always that once in a while where there's that, the hitter's just better than the pitcher, you know. So there's there's those times and then sometimes there's those pitchers who think that they uh they know more than you, which I mean, if you think that way, go ahead, but a lot of the time it's not it's not how that works. So <laughs> whenever that happens, they they get shelled usually. So um there's not really ever been a time wherever i call pitches and it's my way where there's been shelled like where they've gotten shelled or something but i'm sure there will
0: <laughs> so have you have you ever had a pitcher who's just like you're calling pitches you're like hey i, w- I want to curveball here um inside on the hands and he, ke- he keeps just not keeps shaking you off have you ever had a couple situations like that absolutely so what's what's going through your mind when that happens when you're just like man now now you've shook me off three times is that this this that bat so what what's going through your mind when stuff like that happens
1: to be honest it just it kind of rattles me like it it makes me very flustered and annoyed uh because I know that pitchers if you're not if their heart isn't into the pitch then they shouldn't throw it but I think a lot of the times I know what's best for the team and for what for what to call to this uh particular hitter so there's the there are those pitchers that think they know more than you but yeah yeah
0: so has there who's been so out of every out of every hitter that you've ever called up against who's probably been the toughest the toughest hitter to pitch to uh just in terms of calling pitches
1: mm. austin bode he's at louisville right now he was a uh He's a senior at Columbus North last year he, I think he hit two home runs against us and like three at bats or something, and I just felt like wherever I called the pitch he was just gonna rope one, so yeah
0: I mean at that point when you got a guy who's one of the best in the state heading to Louisville, I mean, man, it might be sometimes just be best to put him on, but yeah uh, let's let's flip it around a little bit. Let's talk about hitting, so when you're walking up to the plate. What's going through your mind? What are you trying to do with each at-bat? Just what's your overall hitting approach?
1: My approach is to uh, jump on a fastball early and be aggressive and uh, be free and loose because whenever I get tight and try too hard, I'm pretty horrible to say the least. So you just got to be free and easy when you're up there.
0: So overall, looking at just hitting – catching playing at first base what are some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on before you head to Virginia Tech's campus
1: in two years um my overall strength I feel like always you can get stronger and improve in that aspect I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with uh with all my with all my tools but obviously I I want and need to uh improve in all those aspects But nothing in particular that I really feel like I need to work on. Okay. So when you're
0: watching college baseball, you're watching pro baseball, are there certain catchers like maybe Wilson Contreras, Yachty, um, JT, Real Muto, are there there guys that you like to watch and maybe model um, some of your catching style or even just model your entire game after?
1: Um, Virginia Tech's catcher is actually extremely good. It'll probably be – top two top five rounder uh his name's Cade Hunter he's he calls a great game and he's also very good leader and also uh Tucker Barnhart for the Detroit Tigers he's an Indiana kid and he he frames and throws extremely well and it's I think it's really cool to see that yeah so let's,
0: let's move on from the baseball field a little bit. I mean, we've been talking about baseball now for about 25 minutes. Let's end it off. Let's talk about some stuff that's beyond the baseball field. So right. when you're not playing baseball, what are some things you like to do? What are some of your passions beyond the baseball field?
1: Well, I love to uh, play MLB the show. Anything baseball, I'm pretty into. I love watching college baseball as well. I love the atmosphere around that. Um I also love working out. I love feeling the serotonin of getting in the gym and getting after it. So, I mean, that's about it.
0: Okay. All right. So, your hometown is Westfield, from what I see on Perfect Game, correct? Yes, sir. So, how far is that from Cathedral High School? Because obviously, there's Westfield High School that's in Westfield, I believe. Yeah. And how far is Cathedral away from Westfield? And then I believe Carmel's close to that area as well. So, how far are you from the the
1: town of Westfield? Yeah, I live about 25-30 minutes from Cathedral. I uh, have to hop on 465 every day, which I I personally like cuz I just vibe to music, but <laughs> uh I live probably 3 minutes away from Westfield High School and 10 to 15 from Carmel. So Okay.
0: So I mean when you're on when you're on four sixty five, I mean that's what got to be like seven thirty, right? When everyone's heading to work. So is four sixty five. Is that generally pretty busy at
1: that time? I'm sure it's probably pretty standstill, right? It definitely depends on the time, like on if you catch it on a good day or not. But there are definitely those insta- instances where there's you're backed up for like twenty minutes. Yeah,
0: I mean whenever I know I have to go through Indy, go through four sixty five, generally coming home from school or going to school. Uh, like from IU to Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. um, I always try, I always try to make sure I'm like, sometimes I'll leave at midnight. So I make sure there's no one on that road just so I can just cruise 95 the whole way. Cause I, yeah, I hate sitting in traffic. That's just probably one of my biggest things I just do not like. Yeah. I feel you. But um one last question for you. So obviously NIL, that's a brand new thing. We're in the wild, wild west of that. You've got two years before you head to a college campus and you're able to possibly capitalize on your NIL. Um, just thinking about it with um, what would be a dream brand that you would love to work with once you head to a college campus? Really? I haven't
1: thought about that. I mean, I don't really know much about the NIL deals or any of that. So to be honest, I don't really have a certain company or anything. I'd love like Franklin or Adidas or, or, evo shield or something like that but i'm sure that's not very or if that's even a thing i don't even really know much about those type of deals so yeah so what
0: what what gear are you using what what type of bat what type of glove what type of catching gear what do you generally use
1: i have a good uh, (coughs) bat right now and i have evo shield catching gear and evo shield leg guard and all those type of accessories I'm also using a pro hitter on my right hand and the an Evo shield thumb guard for my okay. catching so glove e-
0: using Evo shield. Is that because you're on the Evo shield Midwest canes or is that just because you like their stuff?
1: Um, A little bit of both. I think it's comfortability and you get a, a discount for the gear since you're on that team.
0: All right. Well, JT, that's all the questions I got for you, man. Super pumped to get you on the show. I, re- I really appreciate you coming on, so I just want to thank you for that. Um, hey, good luck this Saturday in the regional. Hopefully, you guys go far. You guys keep going. Semi my state state. Um, I'm going to make sure to keep in contact with you. i got a couple projects in the works I'd love for you to be a part of, so I'll make sure to keep you in the loop. And um, just thanks for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And that is going to do it for another episode of the JKR Podcast. I'd really like to thank JT for coming on the show today. I really enjoyed listening to all the baseball IQ it takes to be a catcher calling your own games. Uh, I thought that was really cool to listen to. I thought it was a lot lot of great content you guys could enjoy. Um, Make sure to tune in tomorrow as we've got IU Commit for the Class of 2025 I believe it's going to be Eli Bennett. I believe he is the number four prospect in his class, um, according to PBR Indiana. Um, That's another great interview, lots of great content there. He's another guy who plays for the Midwest Canes, so make sure to tune into that. Um, For any more updates on the podcast, make sure to check out our social media and our website. Social media is going to be at jkrpodcast on Twitter and Instagram. Our website is www.jkrpodcast.com. So check those out and tune in tomorrow for the Eli Bennett interview, and I'll catch you guys then.